object that has kind of popped up as a surprise. But basically, she has decided to oust one of the characters she was previously focusing on for this year, who is Kai from, you know, um, Death and the Midwife, and also the other story you had about him in the 19th century, which was um, Union of Wave and Shore. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um... This, of course, came as a surprise to me as well, but it was an epiphany that was much needed. And I was very grateful, um, you know, that, um, pardon me, fixing the light. Um, I'm very thankful it, it came around because it came to the liberation of another character and what, what my true path um, as a writer and focus came to be. And I, I hope that this helps authors and creators who are maybe struggling with, um, certain characters or stories that are not working that unfortunately you just have to ax. It just comes down to that brutality necessity. You have to ax them. Mm -hmm. And how did you come to this conclusion? Because, you know, during our new year stream, you were still very gung ho about the character of Kai. How did you come to this conclusion that you had to ax him? I think it was not, believe it or not, it was a, it was a gradual descent. I believe it sort of came around the time I started to write him because I had spent so many months thinking about him, but he refused to communicate with me. He refused to give me a voice. He refused to impart himself as a human being with personality. And also I think he refused, you know, as a character to the author, he refused to build a rapport and a relationship, um, which is the opposite of Andre. I mean, Andre, not only has he been with me very long, but Andre has uh, worked very hard to build a rapport and relationship. I mean, he's, um, I almost consider him like an integral part, you know, a friend, a very dear, close friend that I'm very honored to, um, I'm very honored that he chose me to translate, I guess, and narrate his narrative for him. And uh, Kaya had nothing. Kai was just very dead. Um, you know, Kai, unfortunately, he was he was very lifeless, soulless, very arrogant, um, and would go often absence for months on end. And I could get nothing out of him. I did not know Kai's real personality. I tried to make assumptions and things like that, but he felt dead. And I could feel really no love or want warmth from him or any kind of humanity or soul that I did from Andre. And neither could I feel this, uh, you know, from Kai to Gerda, you know, it felt very dead. It felt very forced. And I felt that Gerda deserves better. So, <laughs> um, but yes, unfortunately I did have to ax Kai. I mean, I sent him to literary jail. It's like Monopoly. Do not, do not turn on go. Do not collect 200, you know? Um, so Kai is officially gone, dead. Um, Maybe we'll have the Grim Reaper take him in The Sims and, and Gerda can be free to marry Harvey, which I honestly think is kind of a cute ship now that I think about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I turned off the chat overlay just now because I'm not sure if anyone's watching us per se right now. I see that there's one person watching us on Twitch, but I don't think they're going to be commenting. So that's why I, I just turned it off for now. But if anyone it wants to join and they want to comment and join in on conversation, I will turn on the chat overlay again. So everyone can see, you know, the conversation, just like we did with, you know, Riza and Hellevorn last time. 
Absolutely. That's a fantastic idea. Anybody who wants to join in, please let us know where we want to have a discussion. If you guys are struggling with this, you know, same decision or something, let us know and we'll gladly give you our experiences on this. Mm -hmm, definitely. But yes, um, so I think you've had these problems with Kai for a very long time because I remember you told me that you always felt like he was not good at communicating with you, unlike Andre, and that was why he was so frustrating to write. Yes, definitely. He was very frustrating to write. Um, he was a very poor communicator. I mean, it actually even took him three to four years to figure out what he, he had primarily looked like. While with Andre, it, while I did myself struggle to know exactly whom and what he looked like, uh, Andre did tell me from the get-go that he did have dark hair, dark eyes, he had a very fierce look about his face, and that he was tall and muscular. Um, so I, I knew that. It's just a matter of me finding what exactly that meant, because that's not the best description. That's very vague, Andre. But he was doing his best. Um, Kai, on the other hand, very cold communicator. There was no warmth or friendliness to him at all. There was always this animosity. And uh, in many ways, it was very toxic. And I felt like many misguided people that perhaps I could fix him. And perhaps he truly does have a good heart and good nature underneath his icy exterior. But unfortunately, that trope does not always prove real um, in such complicated situations such as this. And Kai really proved his true colors later this year. The more I tried to seize him and and write him down. And not even that, just just trying to be open and welcome him and, and give a hundred percent while Kai gave 10 minus at most. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. What was the most difficult part do you think about talking to Kai? I think it was just trying to find out what his personality was, um, trying to figure out how he interacted with people. Um, what was him? What, how did he how, how, how did he have relationships? And he came across as very cold, very heartless. I mean, even someone as stern and stoic as uh, Shishamaru from Inuyasha has more heart and soul. He practically looks like a bleeding heart compared to Kai. Um, mm -hmm. and other communications was that Kai was just very aloof and arrogant and did not want to reveal much. I really had to pry a lot of things, make a lot of assumptions and Kai never, there was never a warmth or passion or real sense of conviction that I felt with Andre because you know, while Andre does have his flaws and everything as a, as a human being, um, Andre is very full of warmth and conviction. And, and you know, he is driven by his own core values. Um, and, and those are regardless of where he lives or what other factors, you know, Andre will always be Andre and he'll always have these core set of factors, what well, core set of values that, that he will, you know, govern himself by and live by and do by. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And do you think this is an extension of the difficulties you had with the Frost Lord? The Frost Lord was a bit more palpable. I think he had a lot more, believe it or not, he had a lot more charm. He had a lot more humor because he was a deadpan snarker and he took things too seriously that it became funny. 
he also had more of a kind heart while Kai had responsibility. But here's the thing. I've realized that responsibility does not equate kindness and that genuine kindness does not come from a sense of obligation, uh, nor for reward or gain, but from the sheer sense to do it just because. And Kai did not embody this. Um, meanwhile, the Frost Lord did a little bit because he had more higher sympathy, and that was because of his sufferings. But Kai didn't really suffer that much. I mean, yes, you know, he did lose his parents at a young age and then, you know, his siblings. Um, but he, he, he did not suffer as much as, say, Andre, who's gone through, you know, just immaculate suffering, if we will. Um, so the, Kai, it's so difficult to describe the frustrations with him. It was extraordinarily frustrating. I was actually pretty relieved when I could free myself of him and, and focus on Andre instead, because Andre had been, you know, very loyal and loving and, and very generous of himself all this time. That's true. Very true. Cause Andre was always a better communicator and you always felt like he had the better dialogue, especially, you know, writing his dialogue felt very natural to you. While for Kai, it was very hard in those 3000 to 4,000 words you did write of his story. Very hard. I, and this is this is Kai as a child. We didn't even get into him as an adult. And uh, Kai writing Kai was so was so difficult. It was like I think I think root canal extraction would would have been more pleasant without Novocaine than what I was writing and struggling with Kai and trying to learn his personality and voice. Um, in fact, if anything, I was trying to channel a bit of Andre just to inject some life into him and. Um, it felt very dead. It felt very dissatisfying. I was very, very disappointed and hurt by Kai's um, lack of communication and arrogance and aloofness. Um, and yes, you know, Andre does have the better dialogue and communication. I mean, Andre's narrative style, it's very unique, individual, full of warmth. And Andre knows how to talk to people. Andre can approach anybody. Even if Andre's a bit blunt and maybe gets into one too many fistfights, um, Andre would actually be to be a pretty decent ambassador, I bet. I, I think he would be able to get along with anyone. He just has this boisterous warmth, while Kai is just very cold, callous, and very dead. Kind of wonder if I should take a stethoscope and see if his heart's still beating. Isn't that kind of like a throwback to him as the Frost Lord who literally didn't have a heart? You know, ironically, the Frost Lord didn't have a heart, but the whole irony of that was that I was trying to show that the Frost Lord did have a heart. And there were more instances of the Frost Lord being warm and loving, especially towards stuff he did with the boys and some of the cute romantic things he did with Gerda, but also how he took care of Vogler and Braun and Senka. So the Frost Lord wasn't that bad, but he was still limiting. He was still very limiting. He, he feels more like he should be, you know, kind of a side character in a fantasy thing, like a, I don't know, like a Dungeons and Dragons um, side quest boss. True. That makes sense. Because I think one of the problems you had with the Frost Lord, like you said, was because you made him, you know, kind of the compliment to Gerda. So that was why it was difficult because there wasn't enough content for him to have such a big role, right? No, no, there wasn't. Originally, Gerda was the one dominating the story. And um, 
the frost sword was just meant to be a complementary figure and actually Gerda was actually supposed to be a little girl it was supposed to be like a father and daughter relationship but then I thought what if this girl had a mother and what if the mother fell in love with the frost lord and then of course the little girl got out of the way and the little girl became the mother Gerda and then Gerda took on a life of her own and Gerda's actually better on her own I mean magical woman who can turn into a firebird and tries to liberate herself from you know an oppressive an oppressive society that bans magic and then she finds another world and tries to start a new life. I think that's a beautiful concept and Gerda on her own is a beautiful concept, but trying to cram in the Frost Lord among other things, I think uh, was uh, a distraction for her. I think. I think so. I think there were a lot of distractions in the Frost Lord story in general. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of problematic distractions. You know, it was essentially you know, as cool as the Frost Lord's design was, and as much fun as I had designing him, um, it was it was pretty lifeless. I, I certainly enjoyed my time with Gerda, but not too much with the Frost Lord. Um, and I think that's a problem with fantasy. As much as I personally love design, um, fantasy often the aesthetics do outweigh the substance, and that can be. That can be a big problem because even if you can use aesthetics to convey emotions and social things, the one thing I've learned with Andre is that that does not replace the the depth of the human soul and the complex fibers therein. And you think that Kai didn't really have any complexity to him? No, Kai had no. Well, Kai had complexity, all right, but it was just that he was a he was a he was just a twad with ice water in his veins, you know. Um, Kai had no, just no human. He didn't want to show me any humanity. I think honestly, he was very lazy, just a lazy son of a gun and downright disdainful and reprehensible in this kind of apathy and dead soulness. He did not even have one tenth of the warmth and, and brightness that Andre has, even when Andre's angry and mad. He still has this, you know, shining brightness of conviction. Kai had none of these things. Kai was just this bitter, arrogant, soulless son of a gun. A real oyster, you know, a tight, closed oyster. Ironically, he accused Joel of being an oyster. Joel's different because Joel has a lot of heart and soul. And I love, love Joel. I do. I mean, everybody knows how much I love Joel. What's the difference, though? I'm kind of curious to to unpack this. Um, the difference between Kai's uh, heartlessness, as you call it, and Joel's enclosedness. Joel gives a crap about people. He does. I mean, yes, his parents have problems, especially his mother. Um, but he cares about them. He takes care of them. Um, where else am I going here? Joel cares about Malka. Joel cares about Sam and Frankie, um, even Harvey and other people in his community in the Lower East Side. Um, Joel has a personality, you know, it is in, there is this underlying current of darkness and ferocity, um, as well as a, as a hidden sense of virality that has to be thoroughly explored. And, and you don't think Kai has that, right? No, I mean, Kai, I tried to think that maybe he does have some virality, maybe. I mean, he's a sailor, he should have something, I suppose. 
but no, I was just beating a dead horse. And I thought, well, I don't know, maybe he loves Gerda and is tender with her and wants to teach her how to read and write. But that felt very dead. I mean, that, that felt like something I was tacking on and Kai had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, so the difference between Kai and Joel is that Joel cares. Kai does not. Kai is a selfish, arrogant twad that um, refuses to have anything done with him. And even, even the way he is and the way he looks and acts did not really appeal to me. I mean, it's he's 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 actually kind of beautiful to look at, but there's no soul, and it did not resonate with me. It did not resonate me like when I had found out what Andre really looks like, and that instantly resonated with me. It it, it was like I found this little wonderful smoldering little fire in my heart, and I kept it warm like a hearth, you know. That's true. And that's where you get all your inspiration to write his story. You know, this morning you showed me did last night, which is really amazing. I think at this point, like how, yes. how many words do you have in, in the manuscript? Over 50,000. Right. That's 50, amazing. 000. And how far along we are in the story. We are about, we have to go through that, 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 and that. I would have to say we're about 65% into the story, maybe even less, maybe 55. Wow, that's really great. I think at this point, you know, we're really going to get there pretty soon. I think we will. I'm going to keep pushing myself with Andre. And the more I write him, the better it gets. You know, I think mm -hmm. we saw that. Especially last night with uh, he and Tatusia's revelations with each other, as well as Andre coming to terms with his loss and comparing it to, you know, the loss of the wilderness and uh, Gilgamesh with Inkadu. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Right. So what else do you want to discuss about you know ousting Kai? Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? I think, I don't know, we did a pretty thorough discussion of it already, I think. I think we did. I think we did. It's probably going to be one of our shortest streams. That's how that's how much I thought of him, that you know, it was only a 20-minute stream. I guess to say, I want to encourage writers out there, if you have been struggling with a story or character and they feel heartless or you feel like the story isn't going anywhere, take a step back look as to why it's not working see if you can make it work if you cannot don't be afraid to axe it i was i was very happy to let go of kai he was a toxic drain on me it was like extraordinarily toxic and by letting him go i liberated myself and you as the creator have that opportunity and right to free yourself uh, from being tethered or bound to a story or character that does not work. If you feel like the, they won't work and it's a drain on you and your character or story is not giving you anything back, let go because a healthy relationship with your character or story is that they give back to you. And mm -hmm. I learned this the hard way with Kai um, just by contrast of how good Andre is. That's very true. I think we always need to do some comparisons of our characters and see where our inspiration comes from and why sometimes we get more inspiration for one character, but not the other. 
Very true, very true. And I guess another thing just to put out there, Kai's setting was so churning. Kai's, you know, he, even his real self, it was hard to determine who he was or what he was. Um, and I felt no resonance with Kai and his culture and his setting. Um, you know, no offense, but I just didn't feel any kind of resonance with um, 19th century Norway. And by doing so, I kind of killed Gerda too, because 19th century Gerda felt dead, but medieval fantasy character Gerda felt fantastic. And um, I, I could derive no connection or understanding or resonance, if you will, mm -hmm. um, with Kai and his setting and culture and, and everything that happened to him. Um, meanwhile, with Andre, I feel like I must have been Southern Russian in another life, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, that maybe. makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes it's better to just but, finish a project before going on to another one. Definitely. It is a lot better to finish a project before you move on to another one and finish a project that you enjoy doing. And that's precisely what I'm doing with Andre. Mm -hmm, exactly. Right. So do you think yeah. this is the end of this podcast? I think it is. I think it says a lot. So for all you people out there, I have to redact everything on Tapas and on Instagram, or maybe not. Um, but you will see this video. And I will also make a short video making an official announcement that I pretty much had a funeral for Kai or I sent him to jail, either one. <laughs> um, but this is the end of the podcast. Kai is officially gone. You may see Gerda in her original fantasy setting sometime in the way future, like maybe three or four years from now. But what you are going to see is a focus on everybody's favorite Cossack, Andre. I'm so glad because, you know, for so many years, you avoided talking about him because you were so afraid that the publishers wouldn't like accept your work if you talked about him or even mentioned him, like, you know, mentioned a single quote from your manuscript. <laughs> I know I was so worried, but I realized if the publishers know this is gold and it'll sell, I can easily take down the material on whatever, you know, websites give you options to do that. I doubt anyone's going to save it on whatever you can't download it or copy and paste it i guess um but i i let go of that fear and i want to share andre i want people to understand and appreciate andre and you know hopefully find him uh, as, as something of as a good friend as well you know mm -hmm. he's a very dear warm boisterous man I'm so glad because, you know, we can do more things with him. Like like we talked about before, our live stream, sorry, our role plays with Andre always felt much more alive than anything we did with Kai. Definitely, definitely. I mean, even as much as I like the soul's landscape, just doing one chapter of Andre, well, like say Andre and Katya, that was more alive. That was fun. That was, mm -hmm. that was really brilliant. And, and like I said, we talked about this in a private conversation. Kai... It, for a role play with him, it has to be in a certain situation where he's guiding someone, you know, to the afterlife. It's always in that milieu. Like we can't have anything else. And he's always in a position of power. He always has to be. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't really do anything with Kai except that, except reaping souls and the afterlife. And um, I just realized, I guess Kai is a decent reaper, but honestly, 
if somebody had to reap and really make you feel warm and comfortable, maybe Andre's a better reaper. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of the stuff that was in the soul's landscape, would you say that it was more interesting because Kai was reacting to Joel? If there was oh. nothing for him to react to, it would be more difficult to write, it would right? It be more difficult because if Kai had nothing to react to, it would be a dead story. Kai would just be as dead as a fish. Right. But hey, you know, um, what is it called? The Isle of the Dead is coming out in on my Tapas account as part of the anthology. So that's another Kai story. And I guess it's one of the final ones that we have for our buffer. That's true. Maybe we can just consider Kai as a small, minor cameo character. He is just a minor reaper that came into a surreal dream. And he's like a one-shot character. Like, you know, you know how like some of the older like comic artists or mangaka artists would have that one side character that appeared in like one or two comics and then they completely disappear forever. Exactly. I guess that's another way to see him. But yeah, I mean, he is paving the way for a very major character of yours to appear on Tapas. So that was good. Because you were not, you, were, you had a lot of reservations about being on Tapas too. So he actually helped you become more comfortable with, you know, posting things on Tapas. He definitely did. He definitely did. It paved the way for me to realize I can just post and post and not worry. And this year, perhaps, you know, the, in February, everybody will get to meet Andre. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. I can't wait to see that. Thank yeah, you thank so much you. for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having this. And thank you. And everybody have an awesome and safe uh, rest of your winter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. Right. All right. See you.